We're in. We are. Welcome back. Welcome back. To our uh, weekly reoccurrence. Of, we're back, uh, baby! <laughs> Woo! We're in lockdown and we're back! It's oh, like... It's so oh, good. It's like, it's like 2020 all over again. I know, it's like nothing's changed. I've got long hair, I haven't shaved in two weeks. Yeah, it's incredible. You're like the man like that I knew when I first met you. <laughs> Which is fair, I didn't meet you in your pyjamas either. This is true. Actually, you know what I just had? I just realised? So when I first met you, obviously, your style has progressed a lot. But when I first met you, you wore dad outfits. I did. Like, I've, I've spent now you my can entire just, life training. Now you can just go back. Now you can just go back to your traditional, like, the, the Sneeds. Oh, I know. I That's can't believe thing. it. Like, it's been... This would just be a blip on the radar, this, like, Calvin Klein, <laughs> Ralph Lauren style. <laughs> yeah, this is the exception. This isn't, this isn't true fashion. Exactly. That's the thing. All these people who got angry at me for wearing that were just, were just getting in the way of my true calling. Being a dad. True dad. Just like, like, they couldn't, they couldn't stop you. They couldn't, you know, deep down you were always who you were meant to be. It's your destiny. Exactly. You can't stop it. You can only postpone it. This man was born to wear sneakers with jeans. So true. Um... Yeah, so uh, Anthony yes. is um, going to be a... Um, I will dad. Yeah, he will He will learn how to dad. He's going to be a, a father. It's very exciting. Mm. Um, I can't remember if we talked about this before. I assume... I'm pretty mm, sure that our last pod was pre-announcement. But you were. As in... You... I was technically... Uh, depending on your views as to abortion. I was technically a father uh, at our previous podcast. Well, this is what we were discussing um, before. Like, what? <laughs> when do you become a dad? Like, when the baby gets fired out, fired out. That might be the wrong word. When the baby is born. <laughs> Project. <laughs> it sounds just so forceful. It sounds like you need to catch, like the doctor has a catcher's mitt at the end and it's just like, all right, batter up, I've got this. Um, it's that, just that easy. Yeah, so is it like you become a dad when the baby actually is born? Or like, what? When? Like, I don't do you, know. Do you consider your like okay? Like, do you consider yourself a, a like a dad right now? I I considered myself a dad as soon as Simona told me that she was pregnant. Mm. Um. Obviously, there are like posts that the you know the checking up on the well being of the the growing the growing babies. Mm. slash fetuses slash sperm etc um but i feel like once once you know that that process is going on it's it's hard not to think in that mindset yeah like um, do you consider you have you like you have oh also it's, it's twins everyone this, oh yeah this yeah motherfucker that's, is having twins that's that's you know minor details um that's, uh, my, just just a little uh just a little slip. He's two babies. Yeah, both, both sides. Yeah. Of the yeah. I um but yeah, maybe it's like much like how the babies are growing to be, you know, as we said before, fired out. You two are are kind of 
being born, you be born as that. You're growing through a a dad womb right now. That's and a you, that's a beautiful description, actually. I'm a big fan a, of that. Yeah, that's with, absolutely with, right. With a dad placenta, and it and it feeds you nutrients of like grilled meats and um <laughs> <laughs> i don't really know <laughs> and good meats and barbecues yeah, yeah. barbecue meat oh. like lawn mowers vb i feel like yeah. VB is quite a dad beer it absolutely is um yeah fuck what kind of what else would what else kind of nutrients would a dad placenta obviously you need the barbecue you need mm. the like the sandals yep um, oh absolutely Lawns and mowers, you've crossed yep. that. VB. Dad, dads love more lawns. The cricket, wanting to watch the cricket. Oh, gorgeous. Because sure. I've been, um, in preparation, I've been uh, binge-watching Bluey on ABC iView. <laughs> I saw that. That's right. That's right. I remember I saw that on Instagram. Why are you... <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what do you mean in preparation? Well, like, this is your, okay. this is your dad training. Okay, so... Story time with dad. Story time. Um, so when I was pre, pre being in the dad womb, um, I, I was obviously working with other people who had young children. Mm. Um, and it was pressed upon me the brilliance of this uh, Australian production of a kids' television show called Bluey which is about this family of blue healer dogs. Um, and they're mm. basically kind of family relationship, uh, which yeah. quite, I think, helpfully slash accurately slash more realistically portrays the kind of childhood interactions and games and values yeah. and challenges that you know, families and children will deal with. Mm. So it was, I think it was, it's critically acclaimed. Um, it's, as wait, being, wait, wait, it's critically acclaimed? Oh, shit. I, I would be relatively confident of it being critically acclaimed. The critics but have acclaimed just, it. Exactly. It's just been very well received as... No, I've, I've definitely know, heard about it. Quite a, you know, genuine and, I guess, realistic almost family tv show whereas mm. your other kids tv is all a bit out of out of whack and um but yeah this one's just been really good and it's Australian, it was right? yeah yeah uh, screen queensland i think nice it's on the abc it's very good um and it was at that time like a lot of the parents were really enjoying it as well because it mm. kind of portrayed some of the the challenges and i guess humorous moments of being a parent and the things that you yeah. kind of had to deal with while being a parent to young children. Well, that's so the thing, in, right? You need to make your kids' show, like, at least bearable for parents yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're going to have to watch it for five years. <laughs> 100%. Um, and, yeah, so parents loved it as well. It's like it's only, like, seven minutes long or something each episode. Um, yeah. But it's really good. And then even from that moment, uh, I, was, I was a huge fan of Bandit, who is the father. Mm-hmm. And um, just you know, connected with him on many levels, and now Yo, so man. even more <laughs> levels, having continued to watch it, it's uh, it's quite excellent. Bandit Bluey, 
Oh, I've seen this photo before of this little guy. I never really realized that. I never put it together that they are blue healers. Neither like, did I. Someone, someone definitely told me that. Okay, that because. <laughs> oh well, that, that's the guy who voices the the dude. Oh god, what does he look like? He just looks like. Please a guy. don't ruin the picture of of Bandit <laughs> for me by <laughs> telling that... me that he's voiced by. Some his random. Name, he's voiced by Dad McCormack. He looks. He looks. He looks like a dad. He just looks like a dad. Like a <laughs> did anomalous... you say his name is Dad McCormack? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave McCormack. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> he looks very much like uh, the, like. Uh, oh yeah, he's like got the. He's wearing like a Connor shirt, um, and like jeans. He has like slightly spunky hair, but like. Not much. Got glo- like very dad energy. Incredible. On his Wikipedia page, he has a a subgroup heading entitled Custard. So he Custard. must be a massive fan of the show. Um. Anyway, so but, um, you've been been watching this, and have you yeah, learned? Yeah. What have you learned from it's your been brilliant your dad training? Well, there's a lot about. Uh, you know, making obviously making time for your children being a one top priority. Yep. Um, but I think one of the great things after about the it podcast, is also, of course, mate. After the yeah, pod, yeah. just want to after the pod. Sorry, a <laughs> two top priority. My apologies. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's, <laughs> the kids will just cry it out over the course they can of be, the podcast. They can just be like a one, a one, but then like B. You know, a one point two or something. Subsection B. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, um, but just like being able to, being able to have fun, really have fun with the kids. Like you know, mm. it sucks to go to work, but you, the pre going to work stage doesn't have to suck. What does he um, do? What does the Bluey do? As oh, a job? just it's just um. So uh, it, I I'm not sure that I've made it to the specific episode that explains the jobs of Bandit and um the mother, right? We haven't learned that deep kind uh, of Exactly, lore. yeah. But but I do know that uh, the mother is an active uh, hockey player. Uh, oh, like ice fitting. hockey or? No, the other one. Like, regular like, hockey. The Olympics land hockey. hockey. Land hockey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the dad is a massive fan of cricket. As all dads Which is, are, as all dads actually. need to be, yeah. It's um, one of the... One of my favourite moments in an episode that I was watching the other night was um, so the <laughs> the mum and I think either a sister or sister-in-law, they go out to play hockey and then the other dad stays with Bandit along with two of their kids to hang out with Bluey and Bingo. So Bingo is Bluey's sister. Right. And um, Bandit comes up and goes, oh, I've got a great suggestion of what we can do today. We can sit on the couch and watch the cricket. And that nice. was just the most Australian dad <laughs> sentence that I have it's, ever heard in like, my entire life. It's a beautiful summer's day. It was just perfect. <laughs> Crack open the VB, get the cricket on. Um, yeah, incredible. But yeah, it's so good. And then it's, you know, like it's balanced between Bandit going to work and the mum going to work. And it's just, mm. yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So that's a... That's a pod god recommendation, everyone. Uh, watch yeah, the yeah. critically acclaimed Australian uh, cartoon 
Bluey. show um, Bluey. Wait, so who's Bluey? Just... Bluey's not the dad. Bluey's the kid. No, Bluey's the daughter. So they have the two daughter. girls. Right. Bluey and Bingo. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, like, it's great ideas for games that you might be able to play with your kids. And, um, mm. yeah. It's yeah, fantastic. yeah, nice. I'm going to watch some of that this evening. It's for my <laughs> birthday. So, yeah. Yeah, like it's a uh, <laughs> for your birthday. Do they have like a birthday episode? They Are you watching be. in like chronological order of like. I I couldn't quite work out how to do that with iView. Um, Look, iView. So I just played it from the start and let it go. iView, not a not a not a great streaming service. Actually, you no, know, like a great streaming service, great content, but like just fiddly. Yes. Um, same with SBS on demand. Apparently. Like, just, just, just feels weird. Yeah, because they've got like ads as well, and I'm just like, if you're putting this on an online streaming service, you can't have ads because it's yeah. an online streaming service. And I'm just like, this is a fucking ABC. Like, I shouldn't have to watch an ad. Um, exactly. It's it's fully government funded. Like, they don't need any extra money, Jordan. Like, well, I mean, they probably do need extra money, but I just don't want that money to come from ads. Like, yeah. even, Absolutely. you know what, I feel like, here's the thing, I would actually be more okay paying a, a like a subscription fee, like, because I imagine for ABC it would be, like, very cheap, rather than watch ads. Oh, yeah. Like, I kind of, like, I kind of shudder thinking how much of my relatively young life has been sent, spent just, like, ads being directed into my face. Um, Very true. I don't want to think about the amount of hours and days that have been spent doing that. But then again, I've also spent many hours and days doing very unproductive things. So maybe I, who am I to judge? It's not like my time. Yeah, but those unproductive, <laughs> those unproductive things are by choice. Whereas exactly. ads are things that come up independent of like you actively seeking them out. It was very put on. Like you know, watching YouTube before ad blocker, which oh, you can't yeah. get on your phone, which is fucking bullshit. It is, it, it is bullshit. Anyway. Um, but even now, like, I don't even think ads on YouTube bring content creators that much money anymore. Like, I don't think so either. Yeah, I think because you notice, like, a lot of people pivot to like, um, oh, I can't even think of everyone's like, think. Twitch streaming. Yeah, or like, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, like, OnlyFans. Uh, uh, it's <laughs> yeah, like everyone's got an OnlyFans. Pod God's OnlyFans coming mm. soon, by the way. Um, but, the oh, what's money. it called? Patreon. Patreon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, is, people we've spoken stuff. about Patreon. I, I think, know, I know. That's what I was, that's what I was getting frustrated. <laughs> that I couldn't remember. I was thinking it's Patreon. Oh. Like it's not Patron. It's something like Patron. Anyway, oh. um, yeah. So uh, donate to our uh, OnlyFans for uh, Anthony's baby pics. Um, yes. Yeah, all our all our cut bits from the podcast. Just just to clarify, when I say Anthony's baby photos, this is Anthony dressed as a baby, not of his <laughs> children, which of course will be behind <laughs> a very steep paywall. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, babies are like. Millions of dollars over their lifetime. Unbelievable. Like how much does a how much does a baby cost? Like how how much are you going to be out with a baby? 
this is something that we have Googled on a previous occasion. Um, I think the starting... What, me and you or you and Simona? No, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> We've been thinking of adopting. Um, when, me and, when me and you were planning to get a podcast. That's podcast, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe specifically for the podcast. <laughs> um, but I think the initial outlay was like 10 grand, I reckon, for the first, like, year. 10 grand, okay. Yeah. Some studies show that new parents spend 10000 in their baby's first year of life. Are you on the, oh, CanStar? Yeah, yeah, can I would I would trust can star. They rate <laughs> fucking everything. So. They can star things. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, ten thousand. That's oh. that's that's a lot, but that's not. It's not too bad. Mm. But I guess the thing is, it's ten thousand dollars of things. I guess if you can have another kid, you will reuse it. But you're gonna have two kids, so I guess it'll be twenty thousand mm. dollars. Which oh god, that's a lot of money. But like, you don't really. Like you're not gonna reuse a like a cot or like a crib or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well the thing is it's like it's the initial outlay and then you just end up selling it all to future people who inevitably yeah. have babies at one point. And that's been On the Facebook source marketplace. of marketplace. Exactly. That's been the source of most of our stuff so far. Which makes sense. It's it's renewable, it's you know, <laughs> good for the environment. Some of these like pregnant women photos they put are kind of funny. <laughs> like scroll oh, down God. on that Canstar website to that the one with the dude and the girl and then the one with the girl doing yoga. Hold on. Where's the girl doing yoga? Hold on. I don't it know. It just gets yoga. me down to compare health insurance. Oh, what about ex and there's not one under I've exercise the... classes? Oh, here we go. Maternity clothes. Yeah. Wow, that's the most dad pose. Isn't it just the most dad pose? Just the hands on hips, gut out. Stunning. And then we've got exercise classes. So we've got a very, like, forced <laughs> attempt at enjoying some sort of yoga slash Pilates. Yeah, Simone's going to love that. Um, with a, a creepy woman in the background. I know. And a more... <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. It's like she's slightly blurred. Oh, oh God! What the fuck is a baby? Okay, so I just got an ad. Is a four hundred dollar baby blender worth it? And for a second, I'm assuming a baby blender isn't what I'm immediately going to. It's some sort of horrific baby <laughs> blender. It's not a great name. I assume it's no, for it's like not. baby food or baby milk or baby. Well, the problem is that the fucking thumbnail for it implies that this man is under, I don't know, a cloche to be presented as what has come out of the baby blender. So I feel yeah, like it's so a very problematic thumbnail. Look, this is great content, just describing ads and photos. And has completely ruined my trust in CanStar, to be honest. That's it works. This is, a great, this is a great segment, which works great for a completely audio um Medium. <laughs> well, I mean, we went through this last time when I described all the fucking Google. <laughs> Literally <laughs> listening back to it, I'm like, what the Some fuck? Some of the worst doing? content. Why? Look, I apologize for that. But Sandwich. at the same time, <laughs> if you're still listening after that, then you're a fucking, you're a true fan. Oh, God.
That's the thing. It was Which, like the shittest content sandwiched into otherwise a brilliant episode. Honestly, that's one of my favorite episodes. That's the Prinkle episode. One of my fucking favorite episodes ever. It's like you have to get through that um, Google, you describing the apps on your phone <laughs> to get to Google, the, the Pringles, oh. which is, I think, some of our, our top tier content, some of the best stuff we've oh. ever done. And I tried, I tried some odd Pringles flavors recently, and I'm trying to get up what they were because I know that I sent you a <laughs> Oh, yeah, you did. You did. I tried this like burger flavor. Oh, yeah. Awful. Or so bad. Really okay. Disgusting. So. We're going, we're going back to Pringles chat because I think it was so good and it oh, reminded me All it right. reminded me of the the flavors. Fuck that babies, Pringles for life. Oh, it's so good. Um, Julius is still on the list for baby names. Um, so, <laughs> so the two flavors that I tried. So as part of my as part of my work, someone who I work with has initiated this. I was going to um, say, it has literally this... <laughs> nothing to do with your work, mate. Um, has initiated this kind of event on a Friday afternoon where we try two different items that are, you know, fundamentally similar in one or other ways. So obviously Pringles, the brand Pringles is similar, but the flavours are different. Then on another occasion... Uh, on a more recent one, there was uh, we tried the uh, marshmallow. Oh fuck! What marshmallow Maltesers and like bubblegum M and M's? Oh gosh! Bubblegum M and M's are literally the worst thing that I have ever eaten. Are they? The marshmallow they... Maltesers were not bad. Are the bubblegum M? Okay, and just before we continue, are the bubblegum M and M's bubblegum flavored M and M's, or are they? Eminent, like, are they gum? Or like, chewing gum? Well, neither. Um, what do you mean, are... neither? <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're actual M&Ms that are described as bubblegum flavour, but in no way taste like bubblegum. Okay. Well, my brother told me the other day that bubblegum flavour apparently is just caramel, and I extremely do not believe that. Um, well, these were certainly not caramel flavored. Otherwise, they might have been edible. <laughs> oh God, I fucking love M and M's. I would eat. I would. I would eat M and M's until I die. But uh, no, it's a combination of strawberry, banana, cherry, orange, lemon, or cinnamon. Mm. Hard, Ooh. hard no on bubblegum M and M's. Just the classics, classic M and M's. Now peanut the M&Ms, caramel man. ones. Oh, those caramel ones are so good. The caramel ones are so good. That's oh awful. my god, they even they're even like. Uh, should we should we go through what M M&M and M flavors are there? Let's. All right, welcome to M M&M and M chat, everyone. Let's have a look. Our flavors. Here we go. M M&M's. and M's. I feel like their website mms.com just doesn't quite have the same. Yeah, it's it's not M and M's. It's M's. M's. Okay. Oh god, I'm getting an ad. Let's hook up. Sign up and get 10% off. Oh, my God. You could order M&Ms online. I mean, this is what we need when we're in lockdown. Free three-day shipping on orders of $49 plus. Summer sales, 60% off select items. Holy. F- All right. Okay. <laughs> this is incredible. This changed my life. Oh. It might be. Fuck, M&Ms have such an interesting history. I'm just reading about it. 
Okay. So before before we get into the history, let me go through. Yeah, as is very important. Some of their flavors. So this is just on the on the website under their our flavors like subheading or subcategory or whatever. I might need to change my. Okay, so Australia isn't an option. Okay. I'll just leave it as United States. Okay, so obviously you've got your classic milk chocolate. 140 calories, 5 grams of fat, 20 grams of carbs, and 18 grams of sugar. And then, nice. hold on. Oh, so if I, if I change the packet of M&M, the nutrition information hasn't changed. I'm not sure if that's, like, right or, <laughs> it's, or not. Yeah. But then, obviously, your classic... Peanut M&M's. Classic M&M's. Also peanut butter M&M's. I'd eat that. I'd eat a peanut butter M&M. Which I, I feel like is probably the more interesting option. Uh, it would be more akin to a caramel M&M, I reckon, because you get that smooth inner. Well, it's like a um, peanut butter cup, right? Like Reese's Pieces, right? Yeah. Then fudge brownie, which is a quite aesthetic, almost lilac uh, packet oh. colour. Then the pretzels. I think that was a big deal when that came out. Have you tried them? I think so, but I don't remember. What's the difference between the pretzel and, like, the crispy M&Ms? Well, presumably there's just less salt in the crispy M&Ms. Okay. Then caramel, of course. Crispy. Here we go. Shop now. Actually, no, I should have gone more info. There are some interesting fucking M&M flavors that I'm looking at here. Oh, God. We haven't got there yet. No, nothing, Uh, nothing, nothing like, oh. It doesn't actually describe what. So the description is. Crispy M&Ms feature a crispy center covered in real milk chocolate and a colorful candy shell. So it doesn't tell me what the crispy bit is made of. Simply, it's just crisp. It's, it's just, just pure crisp. crisp. Um, That's interesting. Incredible. Okay, so, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so oh, no. this is really interesting. No, nothing weird. So, yet. So, the guy, so Forrest oh. Mars, who was the son of Frank Mars, the, of the Mars Company. As in Mars during- Mars. Yeah, so it's owned by the Mars Company, which is like the one of the oh, largest what? chocolate companies in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this keeps happening. M&M with these kind is of Mars things. and Mars, I guess. Oh, oh, fuck I... it out. <laughs> um, no, okay, no. The Ooh, M's serious. represent the name of Forrest E. Mars Senior, the founder of Newark Company, and Bruce Murray, son of Hershey's Chocolates, William. F They're all fucking connected. It's all connected. Anyway, That's so big chocolate, M&M's, Jordan. <laughs> M&Ms are just a ripoff of Smarties. So Smarties are the original. Ah. So he saw in the Spanish Civil War in the 1930s soldiers eating British-made Smarties, and was then like... stole the idea. <laughs> they need, and they need American it. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is. Their first major customer was the American army because it allowed soldiers to take chocolate into tropical climates without it melting. And so during World War II, 
the M&Ms were just sold to the American military, which I think is really interesting. Yes, but also, like, I don't know about you, but I've certainly had occasion where an M&M has melted. (laughs) Oh, oh, absolutely. Like, uh, M&Ms are... Is this like Coke? Is, is this like cocaine in Coca-Cola where yeah. there was some <laughs> fucking preservative that stopped the chocolate from melting? Oh, this is interesting. So peanut M&Ms were introduced in 1954, but only in the colour tan. They were only tan colour. Tan. <laughs> tan. I've never... What the fuck is tan M&M? Oh, shit. In 1976, the colour orange was added to the mix to replace red, which was discontinued in response to the red dye scare. Which showed that the red dyes, number two and four, had been carcinogenic in nature. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, God. The history of, like, snacks is crazy. (laughs) So M&M's only came to Australia in the 1980s. Um, Interesting. I guess, yeah. yeah. So Paul Keating introduced M&M's to this great country. He did. (laughs) In 2014, Mega M&M's were introduced. <laughs> More than the, the Mega M&M's had been released in 2007, promoting the Shrek movies being dubbed <laughs> Ogre-sized M&M's. Oh, my God, stop. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hang on, I need to look at an Ogre-sized M&M. M&M's. <laughs> I need a, like, a scale <laughs> picture. Oh, no, I don't want Ogre-weed M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even that big. <laughs> They're just slightly larger M&M's. Oh my Anthony. God. There's, there's an <laughs> M&M's dot fandom. Hold on. <laughs> They're just like a large M&M. It's like smaller than a peanut M&M. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, fuck. Why, why can't I just get measurements? This photo looks like Shrek and Donkey are going to fuck the M&M's. This is, I'm very uncomfortable. Can we, okay, okay. The most important aspect of M&M's, before I get to the varieties. <laughs> hang on, we need, to, we need to get to the fucking M&M creatures. This, like the, 1.5 as... times. That's the... <laughs> I know, it's so weird. It's so weird. How are they ogre-sized? <laughs> oh, sorry, but please continue. Keep going. Go, go. We need to talk about <laughs> what M&M calls... The spokes candies, the six spoke candies. Um, so obviously you have the classic, the red M M&M. and M. You know he's a bit, bit zesty. You know, bit dangerous. You have the yellow M M&M, and M, which represents the peanut, the peanut M M&M. and M. Um, then you have the blue M M&M, and M, which is almond, raspberry, or dark chocolate. Interesting. The green M and Ms. We'll come back to the green M M&M and M, and then. It just so okay. <laughs> oh, this has shook me. So every M M&M and M is just named after their color, except brown, which is given, the, which is called Miss Brown. Right. <laughs> but every M M&M, and M, even the other female M M&M, and M, the green M M&M, and M, like, just, just, here's the thing, and this has haunted me ever since I was a young man. For some reason, the M M&M, and M. Like, the M&M company makes you want, for some reason, to try and sexualize the female M&M mascot. For some reason, they're trying to make the green M&M 
sexy. Like, 1995, that was at the debut of the Super Bowl on an ad. And then it was like, oh, she's like a sexy Eminem. Oh, she's the same color and everything. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? Um, and it's like, it's just weird. Like, I don't want to fuck the M&Ms. It's just... No. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> There's another thing. <laughs> There's actually two other. There's two other spokes, spokes candies. Quotations. I just think so. It's what they actually call it. There's caramel, which is a cube. Yeah, look, it's voiced by David Cross. What the I know, fuck? I know, I know. I was just about to say this. And then there's the pretzel one, which is just called, which is just called pretzel guy. <laughs> Phenomenal pretzel guy. <laughs> In brackets, symmetrical. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. In 2008, Valentine's Day season, Mars introduced all green bags of M&Ms. This was due to the common urban folklore that says M&Ms, green M&Ms, are an aphrodisiac. Oh, right. Okay. This is, this is, oh, there's so much interesting history with fucking candy. Uh, oh, God. The fu- all the, the fake color modifiers that they've added to the green M&Ms just combined. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so wild. It's so, oh. <sighs> M&Ms, oh, God, some of them are like, so there's a guy called Bill Rogers who's a voice actor. They have games. There's M&Ms Kart Racing. Which came out on the Nintendo DS and Wii. Eminem's Adventure, which is, uh, its Wikipedia page does not work. Oh no, yes it has. No, it's worked for me now. It's, a th- it's released in 2000 as a as a 3D platforming game. And who can forget the infamous one of the greatest games of my childhood, <laughs> Eminem Beach Party. Uh, <laughs> for the Wii. <laughs> for the Wii. Incredible. The Ugh. player defeats the other M&Ms in six minigames. It's so, it's so weird. All of these, like, it's just so crazy. They've run so many advertising campaigns. NASCAR. The, a- uh, the introduction of the blue M&M to Australia was promoted by the Australian Football League's Carlton Football Club, which wore sky blue coloured Guernseys in one of its matches in 1997. How the fuck does does this get in, that kind of reach? In 2010, Mars Snack Food Australia described it as the most successful promotion campaign it had ever engaged in. Wow. I really want to try some ogre-sized M&Ms. Oh, I don't know, Jordan. You'll probably fill up too quickly. They're so... They're, they are ogre-sized. It's true. They're so large. Oh my god, it's so... <sighs> That's nuts. Just like, it feels like every th- single candy, snack, so you know, we, it's just, treat yeah. industry just has hooked stories. It's incredible. So, let's read out some of these varieties. Okay, so, the varieties of M&Ms, as an M&M connoisseur, come in many different um, forms. You have your, mm. your limited edition. So you have your white cheesecake, which is released at Easter, pumpkin spice or white candy corn for Halloween, and white strawberry shortcake for Valentine's Day. Now, of course, they come in different sizes. You have your regular, which is your regular sized 
your mini M&Ms. Do you remember like the tube of I mini M&Ms used to get? I do remember mini M&Ms. They were good. They were actually good. They just had a different mouthfeel that gave it a whole different like experience. Like you could eat 50 mini M&Ms at once. <laughs> oh. You got your mega and then you have the chocolate bar, which actually I had the, have had the M&M chocolate bar. It's pretty decent. It's like a block of chocolate with like M&Ms in it. Um, That's a great idea. So you got milk chocolate, dark chocolate, white chocolate, the three chocolates. I think there's actually another chocolate or something. White, yeah, there's like a, there's a red chocolate. I've never tried it. I've never even seen it. It's very expensive. The nut category, so stay away from these bad boys. The nut category. We've got peanuts. We've got almonds. We've got hazelnuts. We've got peanut butter. Dark chocolate peanut. White chocolate peanut. Strawberried. That's the word. Strawberried peanut butter. And then strawberry nuts. In the spice and herb category. We've got mint chocolate, cinnamon, pumpkin spice, white chocolate peppermint. Something called holiday mint. Gingerbread, oh. hot cross buns, mint crisp, crunchy mint. There's so many different versions of mint. It's just um, mint plus something. <laughs> pumpkin spice latte, mocha, coffee nut, honey nut, and chili nut. And then fruit. Chili got orange. nut. I know chili chili nut. That's let's let's have a look at let's look, let's have a Google chili nut M and M's. Um. Ampersand. Oh, yeah, no, they're a real thing. You know what I, I like? I, I, I like in America how they have candy in, like, little boxes. Like, you know, like, little cardboard boxes? I would much prefer that to a bag, personally. It's, it's, there's something about it that's quite, that's quite enjoyable. Mm. Um, fruit, we have orange chocolate, a classic. Cherry, raspberry. And then we have cherry cordial, which is a separate flavor to cherry. Pineapple, cherry cordial, coconut, candy apple, and tropical. I wonder what a tropical M M&M and M tastes like. Then we have dessert, and this is what this is when it starts to get a little, uh, a little bit. No. Hold on, you're saying none of the previous ones you listed were dessert flavors? No, now we have dessert. Okay, we have, okay. And the first one listed in dessert, I would argue, is extremely not a dessert, which is pretzel. Pretzel. Mm. Who's having pretzels for dessert? I feel like it's no. more of like a s- snack. We then have birthday cake flavoured. That's a classic. Uh, what, wait, what do you mean that's a classic? What, is, what does that even mean? Every, everything a has flavor? a birthday cake version. But what is birthday cake flavour? I don't know, but it exists. I like that I this reckon. takes me to the Wikipedia page for a birthday cake. That's helpful. Um, <laughs> it's just white... that in M&M form. White chocolate candy corn. What is candy corn? It's like a weird thing. I think it might literally just be candied corn. Oh, no, it's those. Yeah, I've seen the photos of those. I don't know really what they taste like. A Red velvet? based on honey, sugar, butter, and vanilla. Red velvet M&Ms? That would be fucking good. Hmm. Dolce de leche? Dolce de leche. De leche, probably. Yeah. That's just that's light caramel. It's basically yeah. caramel. White chocolate carrot cake. Interesting. Interesting. Vanilla shake. <laughs> Crispy. <laughs> our, our classic. Still, still unsure. Oh, it's puffed rice. There you go. Oh, right. So it's like Three, your, um, yeah. what's it called? Those rice things. 
Interesting. That's helpful. <laughs> those rice things. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, those rice LCMs. things. LCMs. LCM. No, like more like are they are they crispy? Would you describe an LCM as crispy? If you leave it out long enough, yeah. LCMs have a weird taste to them, don't they? They have like a slightly artificial. Not that I've had an LCM bar in probably a decade, but like <laughs> they have a, a specific flavor to them. A unique flavor. Like a, it feels like yeah. Anyway, uh, three milks. That's my favorite. Three milks, not one, not one milk, not not two milks. And like, obviously, you know, this is a this is a family company. We're not going four milks. We're just going to get a nice three milks. White chocolate pecan pie. These are all such American flavors. Caramel, crunchy caramel, salted caramel, fudge brownie, and for the Australian audience, the Lamington. Yeah, good. The Lamington M M&M. and M. I'm going to look up Lamington M and M. Yeah, hit hit the Lamington. Well, M&M. the problem was that. A lot of things went through Lamington flavors for a while. Well, like even the like fucking Smith's chips. Smith's chips is what we need to look at. at some yeah, point. yeah, that's the next episode. <laughs> Ninety years. I I got a bag of Smith's chips the other day. Uh, chicken flavored. For those interesting, one a flavor mm. that I I very much appreciate, but a flavor I only have rarely. As I think ch- the chicken flavor tastes fantastic when you haven't had it in a while. But if you have multiple chicken in a row. It, it dilutes yeah. the enjoyment of the chicken flavor. It's like the first five chicken flavored chips that you had are just the best experience ever. Oh, you're but so after right. After that, it's awful. What is your what is your favorite like chip flavor? Favorite chip flavor? That's a really good question. I think because I used to be like a fucking chicken nerd, but now I now I understand the complexities of the chicken flavor. Yeah, and you're it's a really chicken. Put con- me off. Like you're a chicken connoisseur. Precisely. Um, but I think that I've probably settled on, if we're talking, you know, classic Smith's chips flavours, probably like a barbecue. Oh, that's a classic. I've not had a barbecue chips in a long time. Um, barbecue, but beyond that. Yeah. Barbecue chips in like, like if you put it in between like fresh, like buttered bread buttered white bread and fold that shit and you just eat that as a sandwich like a barbecue smith's chip sandwich that is a that is an incredible meal that is yeah. a that is yeah that's like there's the kind a, of meal you want to have just before you die a peak lockdown meal if you will <laughs> <laughs> um that's a great choice barbecue is a good choice um sour cream and chives yeah. i i think is a is a good good flavor of chip it's great flavor um obviously you have your original which is nothing fancy but you know does a lot of heavy lifting absolutely Um, salt and vinegar it's a controversial flavor anthony Um, it is a very controversial flavor i personally i i think it's it's a bit too much you know it's not it's not as finely balanced as some of the other flavors but uh i respect it as if someone's favorite choice i respect the salt and vinegar as a favorite choice the light and tangy, the old excellent light and flavor. Tangy, yeah, um, your fiance's favorite flavor, I believe. The forgotten flavor, the light and tangy. A hundred percent of forgotten flavor. Um, and then I argue the king, my favorite, the cheese and onion Smith's chips. Oh, cheese and onion are so fucking good. Oh, like, what a that's blast a ch- from the past. 
it's like it's, a, it's such an underrated chip. Like it's just so fundamentally underrated. But I think I, I truly believe that the cheese and onion are the best of the Smith's chips. Now, obviously, you have like other brands. Like you have like um, those kettle salt and vinegar chips are incredible. Uh, the Red Rock Deli sweet chili and like sour cream. I could. They're so good. They're so good. Um, but yeah, good, good flavor of chips. Um, going back to the M&Ms, what is your, what is your go-to M&M? Well, the problem is that I actually haven't substantially had M&Ms for quite some time. There is <laughs> certainly a, a, a prevailing uh, background to a lot of these snack chat chats. Yeah. Um, where I haven't had them in ages, but I'll be, I'll be honest. I mean, I haven't had caramel. Like, I can't quite imagine the taste of the caramel as I currently am. So I reckon the classic M&M would be... The classic M&M is good. I I love the peanut M&Ms. The peanut M&Ms are so good. Obviously, that's not something you've ever experienced. No. Um, I mean, we could could try... I think I have experienced it, but it wasn't... It wasn't a a good time. (laughs) Oh, it's like, oh, God, they leave well, a, like a scratchy feeling in your throat. <laughs> Don't they? They're just, yeah. Oh, um, delicious. Um, but, yeah, honestly, that's, yeah. A, that's a, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. The caramel M&Ms are okay. They're, like, they're a bit, like, the caramel is quite kind of chewy. That's the challenge, I think, with caramel in a lot of things, is that you like, need the, yeah. the flowing caramel. I think that's the best kind. You know what does a good caramel like the caramello koalas? Oh, so, so iconic! Throw, chuck them Rock in the fridge. The caramello koala. That's a good. That's a good like flowy caramel. Oh my god, they're fifty cents at Coles. How good <laughs> caramello koala! Just caramello koalas are so good. And then the strawberry Fredo frogs, I feel, are slept on. They're really fucking good because 100%. they're not. They're, they're they're very sweet, but they're not too sweet. This is such a weird chat, but <laughs> just talking no, about I, snacks. This is the thing. I was always a big fake strawberry fan. Oh, really? No one likes fake strawberry, so. I like straight flake. I just think I like it, but it's just not on the top of my flavors. Oh, there's I also jalapeno, jalapeno M&Ms. If you're, uh, oh, if you're yeah. that. That's very if slept on, that. probably. What's tamale M&Ms? I don't really know what a tamale is, but um, tamale. Like, it's like a Mexican food, isn't it? Tamale, a tamale or tamale is a traditional Mesoamerican dish made of masa or dough, which is steamed in a corn husk or banana leaf. How the fuck would you transfer transfer that flavor across into an M M&M? and M? I don't even know. Oh, look, there's even look. There's more here. There's 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 Neapolitan, like Neapolitan ice Neapolitan. cream. Neapolitan. There is there is s'mores, a s'more flavored ice uh, ice cream. Fucking, um, what are we talking about? M and M's, banana split. Oh, that would be good. Um, oh god, this so it's just ah, just weird. America, like, why are you producing all of this stuff? Like when the world ends and alien civilization discovers us in like a hundred thousand years times and is going through the ruins of human civilization, it's gonna find like some weird like 
hot cocoa M&M and just be like, yes, it's good that these people were destroyed. They can't exist on the galactic stage. Just, yeah. Has science gone too far, Jordan? That's really the question that we need to ask. Has it gone too far? Have you ever at, you've obviously, Anthony lived in America twice now. I have. Uh, what is a Mike and Ike? Mike and Ike. I think I'm pretty sure it's like a like a nerd. Oh, okay. You know nerds? I think I Mike do know and nerds. Ike. I do know nerds. Nerds are obviously I've other had... than me, but they I think they're a bit like the uh, the candy nerds that people might be familiar with. I in. do remember the nerds. They were like and they were like there were the two flavors and you would like the two colors. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're very similar. Wow, I'm looking at nerds. I can't believe. I mean, they're basically they're like cylindrical skittles. Mike and okay, Mike. okay. All right, interesting, interesting. Um, we're not going to talk about skittles because honestly, I don't rate them that much. Even though they were the OG. There you go. No, what Smarties the OG? Sorry, I totally confused Skittles and Smarties. That's my yeah. Thing. Look at look. I'm not a true joke, fan. Man. This one is the fucking got some bloody dad brain, I say. I know the old the old dad brain's coming through. Look, here's a here's a tip. I, I hate kids nerds, making noise. It's, oh, it's terrible. Looking at nerds, do not give your kids nerds. They look not healthy, like unnatural. They look like small pieces of plastic. Oh god, do you remember yes. the nerds the nerds rope? Fuck me. Oh yeah. I think I do. The nerds rope. Oh god, that looks it looks so foul. I would have fucking loved it as a kid. Just wow. What like do we do we need this much? I candy variety like people buy this shit. I mean, like I, I I think it says something about our culture that we have to continuously produce these kind of abominations of nature uh, for children. Um, just to like, I don't know, make make money. It's just Incredible. like I like M and M's. I'm okay with M and M's. Bring out the ogre sized M and M's. That's fine. But I don't need you to create like fucking birthday cake, peanut butter brittle, candy corn, velvet, mm-hmm. three milk M and M. Like true. It's just like what does it what does it add? You know what is this adding to society? I coconut M and M. What like? Who wants that? <laughs> Who is getting like, oh, I love the Thai coconut M&Ms. Like, oh. people are buying those once to try. Maybe that's enough. Maybe, Maybe it that's is. enough. Maybe. They'll go, I'll, I'll try it once. So that's one sale. And then I'll go, this is shit. I need to cleanse my palate with the OG. And then they get yeah. another sale. Yeah. Oh, dear. Bloody capitalism, Jordan. Bloody M&Ms, man. Bloody, bloody Mars <laughs> company. Oh, oh! I will say this: absolutely could absolutely destroy some M and M's right now, though. Just uh, yeah, I think I'm going to get some at my next lockdown shop. Yeah, just going to fucking destroy some. Uh, yeah, just going to go to town. Perfect size, just to just, have like a massive fucking handful. So sad. They're good. They're good. Um, I'm looking at some like similar. Oh, do you remember those, um, what are they called? 
like Jaffas, those like red, like orange Jaffa ball lollies. Oh, Jaffa cakes. Not Jaffa cakes. Like I think, wait, they're like the little, like they're like orange balls of chocolate, and they're kind of like orange and chocolatey tasting. Orange balls of chocolate. You mean oh, a chocolate a... orange? No, no. Like, hang on. Orange you... balls. They're literally yes, they're yes, called yes, yes, orange they're just, balls. They're just, they're, that's all they are. They're just orange balls. Oh, they're an Allen's thing, right? Um, an Allen's thing. I'm seeing Daryl Lee. Oh, maybe that's the name. Oh no, those are orange Cadbury... crunchy chocolate balls. That sounds like. It sounds like you know when you you know less like weird porn video names. <laughs> <laughs> Eat my orange chocolate crunchy balls. <laughs> oh, that's so cursed. I hate myself for thinking of that. I hate my brain. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Why am I like this? Anyway, that was a good, good candy chat. Um, how good? How, how good? How good? Yeah, um, that's about it. Other than that, the Olympics started and um, oh, that's, yeah, the that's our life. Here's the thing. Do you care about the Olympics, Anthony? Fuck no. I don't think, anyone... to be fair, I don't think I've ever actually cared about the Olympics. So I might what is there to care about? Some sort of exception, but. Glory, like people... Jordan, crushing our communist neighbours. That's what the, the Olympics <laughs> is all about. That's right. Fuck you, New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> it's about getting more. <laughs> communist more medals. Papua New Guinea. Um, <laughs> it's just, like, I don't really know anyone who's, like, Obviously, people watch the Olympics, and that's fine. But it costs so much money, and especially this year, there's been so much controversy, controversy over the Olympics. Um, and then, like that, some, there was that article about like one of the, like the world number one in I don't know archery or something like that had COVID. So it's like it's not even the, yeah, it's not even the best people competing together. It's all the non-COVID people. <laughs> Yeah, and like I just think, I think the Olympics is something that will is one of these kind of institutions of the world that will slowly drift away, and I don't think it will be a quick process. But I do think that the fact it costs so much for cities to host it, yeah, like upfront costs, and obviously this is relevant to us as Australians because Brisbane got announced to host the twenty twenty thirty two, yeah, yeah. Which is great. I'll be in my mid thirties. Um, fucking, it's so far ahead, isn't it? It's so far ahead. Um, but also, the idea that that's when my mid thirties is is not that far ahead. It's a little bit. Mm. Uh, oh, I've got to be. Uh, we'll see how we go. But it's just so much money, and the um, the Olympic committee. So like. The whole reason in Japan it was so controversial and there were lots of big protests is because obviously Japan is effectively having its third or its fourth wave while this is going on. And the Olympics have gone ahead. But the thing is, the Japanese government actually has very little control over when and how the Olympics is held. The Olympics is effectively owned and patented. The copyright of it is owned by the Olympic company like the olympic corporation the olympic committee which is an independent supposedly a non-for-profit um organization based in switzerland and the japanese government and the tokyo city government will sign some pretty like complex contracts which i'm sure you would understand more about um 
with the government that they, they cannot get out of. So the Olympic Committee actually holds a huge amount of power. The Olympic Committee also controls 75% of the media rights of the Olympics. So they make squillions. They make so much money off the Olympics being shown, obviously, televised to the world. So they are the, they are the ones, the Olympic Committee, that really pushed the Tokyo government to host the Olympics this year after it delayed it from last year. Um, which is just so crazy that this effectively private organization based in Switzerland has control over the Japanese government to host the one of the largest events in the world. Thousands of people traveling from overseas during the time of a, a very serious pandemic, um, especially as Japan's really starting to, to kind of blow up. So I think seeing how the Olympic Committee has treated the Japanese government makes me think, well, why would governments going forward want to be as like want to negotiate as good of a deal for the olympic committee why would they want to work with them because it's just a lot of money they have less control and the thing is they often say it, it's meant to in, inject a lot of money into the the economy it doesn't yeah, through it, tourism it, <laughs> like that. Yeah, which when you it, only have the fucking media there then obviously there is zero tourism yeah and i don't even know if it brings that much to like that much tourism like i don't know if it pays off everything like yeah it's like the world cup really well, like, look, the World Cup, you can, if you know, if you are, you slave labor, sorry, I mean, workers from Southeast Asia, like they do in Qatar, you can make your, your kind of World Cup very cheap. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, 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 we should probably talk about, uh, uh, it's much more interesting than, for me, I would say, than the Olympics, was the very, very interesting European League. Um, oh, yes. It's it did coming not come home. home. It's coming well, it wrong. did. It did, Jordan, for about eighty minutes. I it think it was. It was. Did you? Did you watch it? No. No. I caught the no, end. Of not it. at all. Um, so the obviously, best, went to penalties, which is both the best and worst outcome of a of a soccer match. It's because yes. it's very tense, but it's not actually really a display that much of skills, of strategy, of teamwork. It's anyway. England. I strongly disagree, Jordan. It's all of those things. There's oh, yeah. so much analysis that goes into where penalty kicks might be taken. And... I mean, this is probably true. <laughs> like, and obviously, England lost. England never um, win at penalties. No, they they never do. And you know, Italy. Italy was such like everyone was talking how good england was going they hadn't lost a game in ages italy hasn't lost a game in so long they they didn't even qualify something games they didn't even qualify for the world cup right i was in italy during the world cup when france won i was also in france it was fucking incredible but italy everyone was depressed because their team was just terrible they got a new coach in he effectively rebuilt the whole team and now they are so good um and, you know, when I went to penalties, I just thought in my head, yeah, like, Italy's probably got this. Italy's probably got this. And they have, like, probably the best uh, goalkeeper in the world in, well, now. It's, oh, fuck, my chair. Um, what's his name? Donnamura? And what? I've never... Best goalkeeper in the world. Whoa. I don't know. It, it, look, he got the... He, it's a big call. At least at the moment. He's probably the, the biggest at the moment. At least after that game. Um, but he's such a Chad, like he, when he, like he blocked the shot that won Italy, the European league. And he just walked off, like he just walked off, like 
deadpan, not cheering. He just like ice, ice fucking cold, just like walked away from the goal. Incredible, incredible scenes. Scenes. But yeah, well, that's the thing because England were like a penalty up. So Jordan Pickford like saved, I think, Italy's second penalty. And then England missed three in a row from like mm. two of which were, you know, subbed on in the 120th minute as they're like specialist yeah, very penalty young takers. Players as well. and yeah, it's just, it was oh, it's intense. Marcus Bloody Rashford. Gareth. Bloody <laughs> Gareth. Gareth. <Southgate>. People, <laughs> people are not happy with him. Um, and obviously there was a lot of like very awful abuse towards like Marcus Ratchford mm. and uh, Saka. Jaden Sancho. It was um, pretty awful. But like I don't think anyone was that surprised that the English fans are like that because English fans are, are usually considered some of the worst in the world. There's quite a famous story that there was an England versus Ireland match in Germany, in Munich. And I think, I can't remember what happened. One of the teams won. As as often happens, but well, not do. always. <laughs> but um, there was like a whole bunch of rioting in the German city of Munich. And anyway, the next day, the German police came out and said, we really want to emphasize that it was the English team that did all of the violence. But we also want to say it was the Irish team that drank, the Irish fans that drank all the beer. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. It's so like very typical <laughs> of their kind of fan bases. Oh, God. Yeah, it's just a fucking embarrassment, really. Yeah. And, and I think the Olympics is like, I don't know. And I think as with, like, rising global tensions between, like, China, Russia, the United States, Iran, all the powers, as, like, people become slightly more isolationist as we've seen over the last five, six years, um, I think the Olympics will become less and less important. And I've always said that the Olympics should always be held in Greece be an excellent economic initiative for Greece. All the stuff is there. It's just sitting yeah, there, the fuck. Olympic Village. The it's things. just sitting there. It's been it, there it's... for centuries. <laughs> Not that shit. <laughs> like the stuff from 2004. It's been there for thousands of years. They're just waiting for it. Um, oh. oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um and then just it's better for the environment because they have to build less giant stadiums and everything. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. just a bit of a weird thing. And um, obviously, there's the opening ceremony. I haven't watched it. Did you watch it? No. Apparently, it was very depressing. Although oh. there was this cool like drone show. Yeah, a lot of people talking they... about that. Apparently, there's also video game music in there, which I'm like, okay, Japan, you're just somehow kind of very Japanese, leaning into your strengths, I guess. Um. Uh. And then the nations weren't in alphabetical order. And who knows? Oh, were they not? I don't think so. I think Armenia came out before Angola. Very controversial. Two countries with a long history um, of, 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 of divisiveness against each other. Exactly. Armenians and Angolans. Pff, forget about it. Um, yeah, God. It's just yeah, a weird thing. Just don't care. And it's like, even if it's in, even when it's in Brisbane, like everyone who was probably involved in the bidding process won't be around by the time it's in Brisbane. And then like, you've got all these Anna... people who have to deal with it <laughs> yeah. who weren't involved. It's just, it's just a weird process. And I think the Olympics can be something of kind of unity 
and of coming together, but I don't think it is. I think it's so much now of of prestige and marketing and 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 media rights. It's just so much money getting pumped into places that has nothing to do with like you know, like a fr- a friend of mine were texting, everything was happening, and she was watching it. And she said, like, oh, I'm so emotional for these athletes because, you know, they've worked their entire life for this. You know, they must be so happy. Like, imagine how they're feeling around them. Like, yeah, like, I think it really should be focusing on these people who have committed their pretty much their entire lives to being the the fucking best at a sport at something. Yeah, yeah. Which is just very cool. But um, it's so lost behind all the money and marketing and prestige and politicking behind the Olympics. Um, Yeah, absolutely. But I look forward to, you know, once the Olympics people start stopping to care. I look forward to their, like, reinvention to have, mm. like, just one lucky spectator <laughs> be involved in every event. But that that's always the thing where, like, the marker for understanding how impressive these feats are, and I think plenty of people have made this observation before, but it's so difficult to comprehend how much better these people are than the average person without that. Yeah. Without that marker. Oh, absolutely. That would be incredible. Just like, it's like a lottery. It's like, okay, Jordan, you're going to be in the uh, world javelin for the Olympics. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. shit. Pole vault. Just see how you go. You've never done it before. Give it a crack. <laughs> um, That's the thing. How incredible would it be if, if your average Joe, like, um, podiumed in an event? How, like... <laughs> How depressing for a lot of people would be, but also how, <laughs> how cool would that be? I disagree. I say we need to go the other way. We need a specific Olympics where you can use every performance-enhancing drug, <laughs> every kind of per, like way to get ahead, like the peak, the peak, and just see what we can do when we let yeah, humans yeah. just go wild with drugs and um, like enhancements and stuff like that and see let's watch a race where these motherfuckers are running at 70 kilometers an hour let's watch a race where the guy pole vaults and he accidentally pole vaults so hard he lands in the stand of cro- like spectators that's like great. the this discus is the thing. So this is throws like the true. discus out of there and just keeps going it enters into low orbit <laughs> oh see this is two extra olympics that i can add now you've got the normal ones You've got the Commonwealth Games. You've got the Winter Olympics, Games. and then all the three of them, Games. all three of them can have, including an average person, and fully performance enhanced. Exactly, performance like, enhanced. Just a regular. That's see. That's the thing. You have your regular guy, but then you just performance enhance him. So what's it like having a trained athlete <laughs> against a guy who's on like steroids? <laughs> he's, he's just a regular dude they just juice him up before and like go out there buddy <laughs> oh that's such a brilliant idea that would make me watch the olympics i reckon i would just watch the shit out of that are you kidding that's brilliant oh, oh. oh gosh fuck put us on the olympic committee fucking hell put us on the olympic committee Along um, with all the other committees that we've progressively been part of over the course well, of our podcast. I do I do know for a fact, a fact, that um the head of the Olympics, who I'm not sure who that is, uh, is watching is, is is a is like a friend of the show. Um unfortunately the Olympics are not friends of the show, so we're not gonna shout no. out them. Um but yeah. Um I do remember like when I think of the Olympics, the thing that pops into my head is Kathy Freeman winning gold Classic. back in the day. 
Classic. I watched a really good documentary. This was a few months back um, with Kathy kind of talking about the race and talking about how Nike designed that fucking, fucking cool suit that she ran in. Um, oh, so, yeah, yeah, the full body suit. Yeah. Such a good documentary. I cannot remember. I think it's just called Freeman. Um, would recommend people watch that. I think it's, ironically, I think I watched it on ABC iView. Um, so if you can That's figure it. out how to navigate it, it's a, it's a great <laughs> documentary. <laughs> but, yeah. Good, good times. Um, good times. You feel like you lack them now. You just have really like dickhead swimmers. Like you know, yeah. you just don't feel like yeah. you connect with any Swimmers Olympians anymore. Really, yeah, but maybe it's just like, no offense, getting to old. Maybe swimming isn't just like we. Maybe we like specked into the wrong sport. Like in Australia, like we 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 picked swimming. I feel like mm. we could have picked like a cool sport. Like the runnings are good. Like one way you have to throw something. There's like a hand. There's like shooting. There's like a handgun tournament. The, the yeah, guy yeah. Iran. There's now skateboarding as well. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Um, soon there'll be gaming. Just the esports at the Olympics. Oh, how good! Competitive roller coaster tycoon too. Oh, so good. <laughs> Competitive RuneScape. How quick can you get to ninety nine <laughs> smithing? Oh. Um, actually, speaking of speaking of gaming, I, I, you know what? There's, there's, I have there's something that's been on my mind. And I'm going to talk about something I've talked about many times on the podcast. I'm going to talk about World of Warcraft. Please, I'm going, to talk, I'm going to talk about what I think is the death of World of Warcraft, and I think it's slowly mm. happening. So, oh my God, hasn't that been slowly happening for the past like ten years? Everyone says this, and everyone oh, comes yeah. to a point where they believe WoW is dead that's or dying. A classic WoW joke. It is, a, it is, it is, but like, I didn't think so, mm. uh, but I do now. And uh, I'm just so done with it. I'm just so done. Like, they've released two, I think, really bad expansions. Um, yeah. The previous one, ba- Battle for Azeroth, was so bad, so really, really bad. Um, and then this current one they're playing, they're, they're doing now, Shadowlands, is fine. It's okay. I think it's it's just... Too many systems. It's a lot of work. It's not really that. It's like fine, but it's not fun. You yeah, know? right. Yeah. Um, but what I did want to talk about is so WoW has had a couple of bad expansions and people have been leaving, but WoW has always been the daddy of MMOs. People come back. There have been so many MMOs created to try and kill it. Guild Wars 2, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, or whatever it's called, no, the Old Republic, um, Wild Star. Black Desert Online, so many MMOs, and, and WoW has stomped every single one of them. Yeah. But it's finally happened that WoW has been overtaken and has been overtaken by the MMO Final Fantasy 15 or whatever it's called. Oh, 16. yeah, yeah. Now, I've been seeing that everywhere. It's but fucking everywhere. This game has absolutely exploded. I've never played it. I probably will at some point. It's so it's a Japanese MMO, Final Fantasy. I've never really played Final Fantasy. I don't really know anything about it. Um, but it came out in like 2015, and it was really bad. Um, and they effectively took it down, and then they they remade it. And so it looked like another MMO that WoW had killed and like stomped on. But it's still around, and they keep adding expansions, and it's still better. And they keep taking in all the refugees from. All the other games that people are leaving from MMOs, from WoW, and they're coming to Final Fantasy, and they're staying, and they really like it because it has really good story, 
not super complicated combat. It's okay for casual players. It's not so intense. It doesn't have all of these annoying systems now that you need to like level up your renown and your conduit energy. And these are all very wow things that are just annoying. That take the fun out of the game. And it finally happened a few weeks back that Final Fantasy like had more players, more people subscribed to it than World of Warcraft did. And World of Warcraft just brought out a new patch, which is like when a lot of people came back. And I didn't come back. Like I, I, I thought about it, but I'm like, I'm not. I just don't want to do it. Um, and it's a weird point because I really see for the first time a shift in the community, in the mm. game, in the headset of of everyone going. Final Fantasy is like the new big MMO. And because it learned from WoW, it learned what to do. It also learned what not to do. Um, and I think this is good. This is good for World of Warcraft because having a competitor, I would like to think, hope, like I would like to hope bring some kind of competition, bring some like need to innovate and change. And yeah, yeah. It's, oh, so, 100% so, it's yeah. so stagnant now. And it's been for a few years now. And it can't continue to go on this way because people are relatively pretty unhappy. If you're raiding, that's great. Rating is, is excellent. It always will be excellent. It's pretty much always been very good. Even well, like not. Doing. Well, that's it. Like this is this is the thing. Like the, there's so much to the game, and only a small percentage of people raid mythic, which is the hardest rating. Um, and lots of people raid normal and heroic, but I don't think that if you're raiding, if you're think like if you raid mythic, your majority of your time in game is about raiding mythic, about getting ready to raid mythic. That's great. That's fine. Um, that's like. 0.1% of the play base is, is clearing all the mythic raids. Um, people doing heroic and normal, like that doesn't take up all your time. Like it's not that hard. Normal normal is not hard at all. Heroic heroic is a bit more. I haven't raided in a long time, so I, I can't really give you a lot of like in-depth detail. But I look at Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy's raids aren't about difficulty. Like it's less people. It's just about kind of having fun. And yes, there are quite difficult raids. But it's not like WoW where you need to prepare for weeks and grind out and spend hours and hours a day collecting things and getting everything ready that you need. Not that those are bad things. It's like people like the game, but it's just a weird shift. And I see it so much in like community, like YouTubers, streamers, people jumping on the Final Fantasy bandwagon. Um, and it's a very different type of game. It's very kind of, it's like very much a weeb game, like very Japanese. It's like cat girls and all of this stuff. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's wow. interesting to see, and so it's a game That's that really- I've played. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a change, and I feel kind of I feel kind of sad for WoW because mm. like it's a game that's been played through of my so life. much. Yeah, yeah, I started playing WoW at the end of Wrath of the Lich King, which was God a decade ago. This is a game I played for almost for a decade, um, and you know, really loved Cataclysm, loved Mister Pandaria, Warlords of Draenor was okay. I liked it. I didn't play it heaps though, but there wasn't really anything to do. Legion was awesome, and then it's just had two really bad expansions, and they just keep doubling down. I mean, then recently it's come out a whole massive controversy: sexual harassment in Blizzard, oh, yeah, yeah. lawsuit in the state of California. Like people are leaving, and you know, I've I've dropped my subscription. Um, they've done well in that classic over the past a few years, where they these two bad expansions that I were talking about. They released World of Warcraft Classic, which I've discussed on my pod before. Yeah, yeah. Basically the first version of the game. That was which great. Was I really played a ton of that. That was really fun. Completely different game. Not very hard. Like, it was a time sink, but it was quite an easy time sink, and it was, it was, it was nice to do. It was such a chill game. Uh, now they've released The Burning Crusade, 
Now, I, I think the Burning Crusade is, is better than Classic. But the thing is, I've played the Burning Crusade. Like, I've, I've leveled through that zone. Like, there's not, it's yeah. not like new zones. It's not as much of a new experience for me. So yeah, I, don't have that same, mm. I don't have that same desire. Well, because you couldn't go back to the world of, the, of Classic, of vanilla world of Warcraft. It would have been destroyed. It had gone. But Outland, where the Burning Crusade is set, still there. Still go visit it. Do the quests. Get the items. Everything. Um, so I think, oh, wow, what, what, a, what a strange time that we live in. It is strange. It's very weird. So I'm very interested to see what will happen. And I think, you know, Blizzard is no longer the company it once was before. It used to be such like the, about putting gameplay first about all this stuff. And this is what it says. It was always about money. It's a fucking company. Oh, gotcha. But, um, it's, it's just quality standards have dropped so significantly that I think the only reason people stay is because they've stayed there for a long time. You know, like it's no, yeah, it can't get out. Yeah. Well, there was never anything else better to go to, but the thing is now there is, and everyone's moving to it. Like I'm talking millions and millions of people have joined up over the last few months of final fantasy. And I'm probably going to as well in like a, whenever I get some free time, I have been, um, I go through kind of phases. Like I don't really play a lot of games and I'll play a lot. I've been playing the mass effect game. Uh, a new, like the revamp of Mass Effect, oh, yeah. Legacy yeah. Edition. Never played it before. Fuck, it's incredible. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's it's nice when you find like a really good game. Um, I actually saw a game you might like the other day on an ad. Have you ever heard of Albion Online? It looked like RuneScape. Oh, yes, I have. But I, I don't think I've looked any further than that. Not that you have the time, like, you know. But like, Although I would say, Jordan, I noticed that Final Fantasy fourteen has a free trial up until level sixty. It does, and the heavens, so, War, the heavens ward expansion, if, or something. <laughs> if you want to level up, let's do it. Like I'm down. Like we should do it together. Sick. Um, would it run on? It'll probably run on your laptop. Oh, I'm sure it's not. Uh, you know, it's no crisis. I'm sure. No, no, no. Well, right. like. World of War, MMOs are designed to run on anything. Like World of Warcraft could run on fucking, yeah. Um, It might just not look amazing. But yeah, fuck yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, But yeah, so that's just something that's been on my mind recently. And Mm. um, because it's obviously a game that's taken up a big part of my life, even though I found it frustrating for a lot of it. Um, And I'm not actually that good at it. But um, (laughs) yeah. Um, What else has been going on? There were those big lockdown processes literally yesterday. I shouldn't time date our <laughs> timestamp our pod. Depends <laughs> how long it takes me to get this done. Oh. But there were recently some big anti-lockdown protests. So half of Australia Classic. is currently locked down, effectively, like twelve million people. Um, and then yesterday there were some big protests in Sydney, some in Melbourne. Um, don't know if there are any in Adelaide, some in Brisbane, which isn't even in lockdown, which is weird. Like a Brisbane, like, uh, what are you doing, Queensland? You're not even in lockdown. You don't have to have a locked anti-lockdown protest. Um, where does it come from? Because we hadn't really had a big one when we had our, a massive lockdown. There wasn't anything like that in Victoria. There were there was a little bit. Oh, ish, yeah. But no, nothing I would say of anything ever close to this size. No, not at all. And I'm thinking... Where does it come from? And, and my suspicion is it's not just like, you know, American kind of anti-COVID media coming along. It's not just social media kind of getting people to read weird Facebook posts. 
Because if you look at the demographics, it's just, it's just regular people. It's mums and dads. It's lots of different ethnic backgrounds. Um, I think in Australia, we often, at least in our little bubble, there's not that much work, academic work, or attempts to understand the kind of the migrant right, if we call it that, just kind of migrants who come into Australia and who are quite white, white ring, right yeah, wing. Yeah. Um, but my hypothesis is, I think we didn't see significant lockdown protests like this and probably going forward because Sydney's going to be in lockdown for a while, I think, because we don't have job keeper and job seeker anymore. There was financial, there was financial support, proper financial support last lockdown unlike we'd ever seen before. People didn't have that stress that they're going to lose their jobs, get kicked out of their house, lose their business because they knew, well, I have to stay inside and it's really bad for my business. It sucks, but I'm going to be okay. Those safety nets are no longer there. So people really, I think, start to feel, I have no other option. Like this lockdown is so bad for me. Like the disease is better for my life than this lockdown will be. Now, I actually don't believe that, but this must be the thought process that goes through their head. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense, yeah. Because that's the major difference, right? And I know Sydney and and Victoria all say they're different. As an Adelaidean, I say, you're the same. You're all the same. Bloody eastern states, yeah. Bloody eastern states. No, like they obviously have their differences in culture and politics and stuff, but it's not such a fundamental difference. So I I think if the government was serious about lockdown and, you know, we're going to have Sydney in lockdown for a long time, I think. It needs to get serious about proper financial support and it needs to bring back something like JobKeeper, JobSeeker, raise unemployment, do something. Otherwise, yeah. I think that these anti-lockdown protests are going to increase. They're just going to because people are going to be effectively forced onto the street because they feel unsupported by the government that is making them stay at home. 100%. And I mean, there's also the fact that a part that a lot of these people are just very selfish, obviously not caring about their greater community, but that's a that's something that I don't know if the government could solve. That's more of an ethical, moral, personal <laughs> issue, I think. Um, but yeah, it's it's a wild time, I think, and um, I think Australia got a bit complacent seeing that's Delta come in and just true, go yeah. a bit buck wild. And I say this in lockdown, that will probably end in a few days, hopefully. Um, Ours, yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, it's a weird time. So, so Scott Morrison, I know you're listening. Um, just stop DMing sort me it. on Instagram. Just sort uh, it. But sort this, mate. Like, I'm not going to send you um, those photos that you keep asking for. But um, like, come on, mate. Put your finger out. Um, oh, dear. But, Jordan, the positive, the one consistent thing that will remain is the regularity of the Pod Gods podcast. Um, Which is irregular. Precisely. Um, I really, we really should do more of these because I pay for the hosting service, so we should really use the <laughs> bang for the buck. Make the most of it. Um, yeah. But yeah. Is there anything else you really wanted to talk about? No, I don't think so. I think we've we've covered a lot of the a lot of the good we've stuff. Covered a lot. We've we've covered a lot. M and M's. It's um, one o'clock. It's it's a certain time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It we've is. We've been doing it for a while. It has been some time. An extra it's long been... lockdown episode. Uh, no, I did have a chat with someone. That's right. I, I remember now. But yeah, what a lovely um, time. 
Thank you for chatting, Jordan. It's been a pleasure. Um, It has been a pleasure. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Thimbuki. Indeed. Um, I hope you have a good weekend if you're in lockdown or not. Indeed, indeed. Um, IRL and online. (laughs) Keep following (laughs) us. Do not follow me, IRL. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bye, (laughs) mate. Uh, you can follow Anthony, that's fine, um, but do not follow me. Um, yeah, gosh. Yeah. Till next I hope time. everyone as well. Till next time. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Good, goodbye. And goodbye, Craig. Goodbye, Craig. Greggle. Greggly boy. Little Craigie. <laughs>